Unlock the full potential with your business with Leadershipity. Our proven strategies have fueled growth for countless organizations. Ready to elevate your leadership and scale your success? Book your free 15-minute consultation now. Click the link in the show notes below and let's make your business soar. When you're kind of trying to tie on to brands, first of all, go in with a realistic opportunity of what you can really provide for them. And that's often going to be the exposure of your TV time. If you're in a league that has TV time or your exposure of your following or how many people are attending your games. We have a couple kids that do okay over at Hope College here in Michigan. That's a very small division three, but they are the number three attended basketball program in the state of Michigan. After Michigan and Michigan State, they have a very good home attendance record. So while those kids are not getting TV time, they are getting high quality localized access if they're playing. So both the men's and women's team both have opportunities for those kids to connect with local brands and be involved because they have a very good and well-attended following. Welcome to NIL for You, our next edition. I'm Rob Finkelstein, founder and CEO of Alumni Direct, where we've created a platform to make it easy for athletes and other alumni to network and connect within their communities. I also do another podcast, Athletes to Entrepreneurs, the Alumni Journey, where we talk about transitioning out of sports. But I'm so excited every week to do this NIL for you with my co-host, Trent Clark. How you doing, Trent? Excellent, Rob. How are you doing, buddy? I am uh, always thrilled to talk NIL and talk some shop and super excited to get going here. We got lots of cool stuff to cover. Absolutely. And, and we try to make this all about education and NIL for good and just to cover a lot of different topics. So uh, what do we got today, Trent? Yeah, let's get going with, uh, oh, you know, as we talk about this first, Rob, I want to real quickly how people can find you, the CEO of Alumni Direct and a sponsor of this podcast. How can people find out and reach out to you and find out more about Alumni Direct? Well, they can go to alumnidirect.com. They can uh, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook, uh, X, uh, TikTok, and uh, just excited to bring people out there and start building these communities and seeing everything we can do to help them out. Perfect. I am Trent Clark. I'm the CEO of aim4nil.com or Athletes Influencer Marketing. We do NIL education. There's a tag there at the bottom where you can get 25% off your NIL Academy. We help educate athletes from high school to college, to their parents, to coaches, to athletic directors, to coaching staff about this NIL world and how to navigate this business of NIL. So love talking some shop on this, Rob, as always. So let's get going with some headlines because there's some good ones this, uh, this weekend about things that are happening in the NIL environment. Let's start. With right here, our hometown. Again, we're uh, in my state of Michigan. I love coming in. Uh, the 13 Michigan football players signed deals with Wolverine Boots. Wolverine is a company based in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And uh, obviously, pretty big U of M supporters. Probably more so than Michigan State after that drubbing the other day. You know, they're, uh, I think, one or two in the country. And uh, why wouldn't you sign on with the leaders, right? Absolutely. You got, got to love the, the, taking the... Uh... You know, the whole Wolverine. And I, I'm assuming that Wolverine boots probably came after Michigan started. So like the Wolverines was before that. 
Yeah, it's a good question. Like, uh, who was first, the Michigan Wolverines or Wolverine Boots? That is a long-standing company that owned a ton of stuff. I, I did not know that Wolverine Boots owned Saucony and they owned uh, a number of different brands that actually surprised me. They have quite a, a line of different things. But, uh, you know, talking about Scott Schosel here, the VP of Global Marketing Wolverine, natural fit for Wolverine to partner with members of Michigan Football programs. They share the same values. Blue collar work ethic and tenacity that Wolverine brand is founded on. Amazing Blue Collar campaign is all about the importance of hard work and commitment, whether you're battling on the 50 yard line or on the front lines of a job site. So that's a pretty cool tag to connect those groups. And certainly, you know, when you come to Michigan and you talk about your construction labor, that frontline labor group, you have a lot of U of M fans in this state. So doesn't hurt that uh, the constantly national recognition and just the branding of the Wolverines, their helmet, everything else really sticks out. So tying into the common man in football and the laborer who goes out there and, and really needs a high quality pair of shoes. I think that's uh smart on Wolverine's part. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Quick question too. I don't know if you know this or not, but how do they, um, I would assume there's some way to attribute results based on uh, these campaigns. Yeah, that's we're going to talk about that a little bit later because that is a major challenge, right? Like, you know, the question is, is what does Wolverine expect from this? You know, we have a number of deals with athletes that actually the product is specific that they do not want the athlete to sell more product. They are doing it for maybe the sports philanthropy network where they want a feel good project and they're supporting something. Sometimes they just want brand recognition. Some ambassadors and brands really want product movement, sales. And so it's very interesting. Uh, I have a client with the American Hat Company that does cowboy hats, and they make just these fabulous hats. But that is an industry that is is just sold out. I mean, there's only so much felt in the world. And uh, with Yellowstone, the fact, I think, these one of these things, like they can't keep selling hats. They are on a backlog to get their vendors uh, supplied. So. It is not an easy process. Everyone always wants the great sales, right? But here's the challenge of uh, supply chain issues and product issues and, and supplying uh, the customer. So not everybody wants the same things out of a deal. So I think each deal is kind of dependent on what success looks like. And certainly if you're an athlete out there or you're a brand, that should be discussed on the front end about what, what success looks like because it's not the same for everybody. Absolutely. How about we bounce into this one right here? I know you pulled this one out because you really love this one. Talk to me about what you really <laughs> thought uh, was pretty cool about this. Yeah, th this is cool. So um, the Utah Crimson Collective uh, has partnered with a company, I think it was called uh, For the Win 360. And so what they're doing is they're offering every Utah scholarship football player an opportunity to get a 24 Ford Ram truck. And it's like a lease deal with insurance and all that covered. And as long as they have their scholarship, apparently this this lease deal is good. I mean, I got to imagine there's uh, you know, they've got quite a few scholarship athletes there that uh, could take advantage of this. Yeah, amazing, right? I mean, a 2024 Ram 1500 Bighorn truck, which is probably retailing right now for I don't know somewhere in the eighty thousand dollar range. I mean, uh, with the night edition package, no joke. So you have a brand that's coming alongside these kids, and then you have a collective of donors and the Crimson Collective that will help pay the lease and insurance costs. 
Man, I mean, you could talk about not recruiting tool, but you know, if I'm being a high school kid and you know, I know that last year every scholarship player at Utah got a Ram Bighorn truck. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm looking pretty hard at Utah going, really? I think that's pretty cool, man. Uh, that's a that's a good selling feature for sure. Oh man. Utah is a gorgeous campus right there in the middle of Salt Lake City, up on a hill, and just a fabulous environment. And you know, you're just you're just right set up in the mountains. I mean, there's just more encouragement to go to Utah. I, I do not think this is gonna hurt their program and a great opportunity for the football kids for sure. And I think more of these deals, if we've seen some really creative deals, it will filter down to other athletics on how do you get creative. It may not be trucks. And I really appreciate that this is a pretty significant. By the way, can you imagine 85 or whatever it is, you know, bighorn trucks running around campus? Like that's that's crazy. (laughs) It's a a great TV commercial. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. I think I'll probably do more with that. This one I thought was dear to my heart. I'm really glad you pulled this one, Rob, because Rob, if you don't know, at Alumni Direct, Rob is just a, a very committed researcher. He really creates value for, for alumni. He creates value for us on this podcast, really thoughtful about things that are going on in this world. And I love this one with uh, Alyssa and Giselle Thompson, the two sisters, high school girls, fabulous soccer players, and you know, doing deals early out of California. High school girls, I think they got these deals when they were 16 and 17. Wow, that's early, and and it, I guess it, it kind of plays. And we've talked about this some other shows. Just the, I guess the the woman in sports now getting these opportunities on these NIL deals, which is great. And then also being soccer. So you're seeing most of the time we're hearing NIL stories on football and basketball are the big ones. Uh, but now to see this going with the other sports and at the high school level, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean you can see these girls are you know very close, one year apart, fabulous players. Alyssa was slated to go to Stanford actually this fall, but she was drafted very high in the women's NWS. Thus, Alyssa was number one overall, the first, uh, which which this was the one that flabbergasted me like probably five, six months ago, right? Which was that Alyssa could be number one over all these college players. I mean, division one soccer is a highly competitive environment, the women a feeder for our U.S. national team, for sure. And out of all these fabulous players, the draft took Alyssa first, knowing that she would bypass Stanford to turn pro for Angel City FC. So this is a pretty exciting stuff for women athletics. I don't know if I agree with it, by the way, Rob. I, I think this young lady should probably go to Stanford and go get a great education. Right. But, you know, and I would say that any about, about male or female athletes. Right. You know, there, there's a lot of time. I know pro sports aren't forever, and I don't know what uh, the NWSL is paying, but uh, Stanford is a great school and with a highly competitive program. And, you know, that's a tough decision now. And, and this has been tough. It's interesting to me, Rob, because as a, as a former baseball guy, right, this is a consistent tough choice for yeah. athletes in professional baseball because when you're out of high school, you can sign a contract and you have to either do one or the other. This is not like the NHL where you can take a furlough and you still have college eligibility. So that's a very different environment. So if you choose pro baseball, you are losing college eligibility immediately and may have lost it entirely. And if you choose a division one college baseball program, 
you have a three-year commitment. You cannot leave the Division One environment for three years to go play pro ball. So that's a real kind of interesting thing that we're seeing these dynamics now of different rules for even different sports. And I think two shows ago, we talked about the NCAA tennis that's allowing these athletes to accept prize-winning money to a level. So it's really interesting now that we're seeing uh, by sport different rules. It is so. Is um, is it the same thing with soccer? Do you know? Like, can they once she goes pro, she can't play college, or is it different? Yeah, great question. I really don't know that. I really don't know what the soccer regulations are for both, and if it's the same for men and women both. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't know that either. By the way, of how that works. So that's a that's an interesting case for me is what the future holds for these kids. But either way, I am excited about the fact that these kids are getting a much better opportunity and more opportunities and and tougher choices for sure. But these are good opportunities for these kids and they're coming earlier. So, you know, really got to be thoughtful about how they're going to do it. Yeah, no doubt. So what we got here next I know you like talking Stanford. <laughs> we've, we've, we've talked about them a couple times before. Yeah, funny. Uh, Michigan kid. I, I never really wanted to talk about Stanford this much for sure. But you can see how these kids are serious about Stanford sports. I mean, this is a shot right here of Stanford versus Cal is competitive in anything, you know, including field hockey, <laughs> right? Here they are against Oregon. Uh, a massive, I mean, every Pac-10 just feels like a massive rivalry. And and here you got this interesting quote, right? From Stanford taking this cautious approach, you and I have talked about the young lady, the basketball player who's fabulous, who has a now a deal with New Balance, and Stanford's a Nike school. So it's going to be, we're watching how that plays out. You know, basketball season's fast approaching, so we'll know soon. And here's the head football coach, Troy Taylor, with the San Francisco Chronicle saying, we won't be using NIL as a recruiting tool. And I don't see that changing. Well, your conference rival over at Utah sounds like those trucks might be a recruiting tool. I, I don't know, but like, <laughs> listen, I'm trying to see if I got any eligibility right now, Rob. So like, you know, if I got a chance at a truck, you know, I could maybe be a slot back over at the, you know, Utah, you know, Utes. Come on, man. So if he's not if he's not going to Utah for all you listeners out there, if you got any connections in Stanford, maybe we can get a trend and honorary degree. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. That, that's that's exactly what I need. But yeah, as much as Stanford says they're taking a conservative approach, you know what I love about Stanford Forever, Rob, is such an entrepreneurial environment, right? They're they're so tech centric. They've created just thousands of I mean, they've created billions of dollars to our commerce, their graduates, right? And it's amazing the influence of the Stanford grads. And so I just don't see this being any different. So while while Troy Taylor may be downplaying and kind of poo-pooing his NIL influence, I see a lot of influence coming out of uh, the NIL space in Stanford. How do you see that? Yeah, I, I think it's, um, they could talk about not not doing it, but I mean, obviously all these athletes that are getting deals are examples. So maybe they're not consciously trying to, to, to do it, but they're living by example. Because when you see these athletes getting these deals, of course, other people are watching it. For sure. Uh, let's finish up with some NIL for good. Yeah, this, this is a good one here. So uh, Taj Washington uh, at uh, USC, uh, star receiver there. Actually, it was interesting. He was talking about how he's been the 
the backup the last couple of years. And now here he's going, he's uh, the prime guy. And so he is a passionate cook. He loves to work with different cooking brands. And so he's working with them, LA Victoria, and it's cool. So every time he makes a big play, apparently he has a salsa dance. I don't know if you've seen that yet or not, Trent, but when he does that, they're donating uh, 16 pounds of food to the USC food pantry. Yeah. I love that. Right. Tapping in to the salsa brand, which is so cool. Right. So cool how people are um, getting going. And then you read, you know, the headline from the head coach, right? He's one of the most unselfish players I've ever coached. He just comes to work to every single day. He's really competitive. There's no job too big or no job too small. He's just tremendous. A great special teams player and a great blocker. Really focused. He's worked hard as craft. There's a laundry list of things when we got here, evaluating what we knew he needed to prove on quickly. We loaded this all out for him in a plan, and he just takes it and keeps doing it, runs with it. And I mean, I just think that's a great story of kids. It's not easy, right? And and Taj Washington is proving that this hard work and being involved and then the ability to give back. I just think that's pretty cool. Uh, it, it, it's great. And I think he's a, a prime example. And you know, it's nice to see articles like this and we're highlighting this, but I think NIL for good, any obviously any type of cause is great, but it definitely spins a positive on everything. I mean, for all the negativity you might hear about some of these deals and these collectives, this is something special. I think if more and more athletes do this, it will create a, a better overall brand image for everything that's going on with NIL. Yeah. And you could see this kid who's who's had to work his way to getting on the field. Not easy. Start, starting out as a special teams guy. Now he's got South Bay Athletic Club. That's cool. A very localized club there to the USC campus. Clean Energy. That's a national brand. Goat Fuel, another local. Rock and Riley's USC. And Honey Stinger. So He's got all those. Then he's got his own vlog he's running. So he's running a, a, a video program that he's doing called the No Huddle Kitchen because he's just loving his cooking, right? And what a great sponsor to have HelloFresh involved. And I've seen a number of athletes get involved, the food delivery service, similar to a HelloFresh. And hey, kids, that may not be a monetary value to you. You may not get paid big money by HelloFresh, but Last time I looked, man, having 10, 12 high-quality meals a week as a college kid, that's huge because all these things cost. So I just see that as a really smart uh, movement on Taj. Well done. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, you know, it's, and, and I know we're going we're gonna to cover this, and you always talk about this in terms of tips, but I think he's, he's a good example of just all those brands that he's representing and just kind of setting himself up. It, it sounds like, based on what he's doing on the field, he's probably got a shot in the NFL, but you know, how long is that going to last? And so once that's over, all this experience is, is going to help him out tremendously. Yeah. So he's slated to make between two and $300,000 this year in NIL. I mean, that's real money, folks. I mean, that is bringing new challenges for an athlete, but these are the challenges where it's really important to go and get educated, right? As we talk about Trent's tips this week, we're going to talk about power of no. You've got to get prioritized. And what I've seen, Rob, is that when athletes start making about fifteen, twenty thousand dollars 
and NIL money, it's a lot to manage. You have to get very good about selecting brands that work and work into what you're working on and how you're doing that. And you also need to get very thoughtful about how you can batch the work. Much of the work on NIL is social media. So if it's focused on social media, you got to take that Friday or Sunday, one of those lighter days in the week and batch posts and get your posts out and make your stories and develop those at a time and a lot for each day to kind of organize your day because you still have to be an athlete. You still have to be a student. You still have to make all the meetings. And I've said before on this show, you know, when I talk to a lot of our athletes, I talk to them between eight and 11 o'clock at night because that's when they finally have time to talk for 20 minutes and make sure that they're walking a line and prioritizing what they need to get done. But one of the things I think is probably the biggest challenge, Rob, in, in this prioritization is that a lot of the successful athletes have been hearing yes for a long time. Yeah, Rob, I want you on my team. Yeah, you can play quarterback. Yeah, we want you you know, to do this magazine shoot. Yeah, can we get an article with you? So there's a lot of yes. And coming from a baseball environment where we know, you know, 30% success is a hero, right? This is kind of that environment. You're going to hear some no's. And hey, I'd love to work with you. So, you know, when, when someone comes down and goes down to their local shop and says, man, I love going to this place. They've got the best tacos in town. And you go talk to Diana, the owner, and Diana says, you know, hey, I really can't afford to do that right now. It sounds like a really cool idea. Let me consider what's possible, but it's a no for now. Maybe we revisit this in the spring. No's a good answer, right? No just tells you like, hey, on to the next one. The worst answer out there for these young adults is maybe. Because you end up spinning your wheels, calling them back, following up. Hey, do you think you might want to do something now? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. You know, people will get strung out with a bunch of maybes and you'll spend a lot of time and energy considering it. So when you're kind of trying to tie on to brands, first of all, go in with a realistic opportunity of what you can really provide for them. And that's often going to be the exposure of your TV time, if you're in a league that has TV time, or your exposure of your following, or how many people are attending your games. We have a couple kids that do okay over at Hope College here in Michigan. That's a very small Division Three, but they are the number three attended basketball program in the state of Michigan. After Michigan and Michigan State, they have a very good home attendance record. So while those kids are not getting TV time, they are getting high quality localized access if they're playing. So both the men's and women's team both have opportunities for those kids to connect with local brands and be involved because they have a very good and well-attended following. So as an entrepreneur, you are going to hear no and no is okay. And that just means you're on to your next yes. Cross them off the list and move on. And that doesn't mean it's a no forever. They may come back to you later after they see this. But I would really focus on the people who are willing to come alongside and you may have to educate them and drive them on how this can look. So you creating a very easy value proposition becomes really important. So the concept here would be, hey, I'm going to go to my sandwich shop, my favorite sandwich shop and say, hey, Diana, 
I could do this for $200 a month, monthly recurring revenue. Hey, that's not bad. That's $2,400 a year. And I'll make a post a week on your specials. And man, I'd love it. I'm a pretty popular guy or on campus. And if we could name my favorite sandwich, you know, the Trent sandwich or the number nine sandwich off the jersey I wear. And uh, I can promote the heck out of that sandwich. And maybe you can give me a quarter for every sandwich itself. And, you know, now you got people coming in going, oh, I came in for the number nine because Trent said so. But I came in with three other people. So, you know, they're going to sell, you know, maybe $30, $40 worth of sandwiches. So I got a question. You bring up an interesting point. So you're kind of talking about the athlete going in there and talking. So how much is it the athlete talking to the the brand, like in that case, the restaurant or the representatives, if it is a representative, maybe to talk a little about the importance of identifying the right people to surround you. Yeah. So, I mean, as an advisor, they may bring brands to you, which is really good. That's often. But at the end of the day, there are going to be, you know, we talked about the 570,000 college athletes. And if you have a massive following and you're playing in a large Division One program that has tons of TV time and tons of uh, national recognition and major TV contracts, there's going to be a lot more deals that come your way. I will tell you that we've got representatives on U of M's football team that don't get a lot of playing time. And the collectives bring them some opportunities internally as a team where they can make, but there's not a lot of big deals for an athlete who doesn't get on the field. And that's just now as a sophomore, maybe they're not playing, but like, as we see with Taj here, you know, junior, senior, you're a fixture in the lineup and all of a sudden, some things have really changed for Taj and he's got some nice opportunity. But what I love about Taj Washington is he's really focused in on his passions. Yeah. He's talking about football. He's talking about dancing. He's talking about cooking. So he's tied those things in to what he's doing. And I'd love to know what Taj is studying. If Taj is studying marketing, this is also into the fold of what he's doing. You know, we, we've talked about this in the tips before, but to focus in and stay in your lane on kind of where your expertise and passions are, are a big deal. So that would be my suggestion for kids out there starting in high school to find out like, hey, I, I love going out. I'm a hunter and I love hunting gear and I love this. You know, that's great. You know, if you grew up doing crochet with your grandmother and it's like, hey, it's how it relaxes me. I go sit back and Go sit down with my grandmother. It grounds me. She's great. She tells great stories. And I crochet. I learned this. And it's really my way to kind of decompress after a day of stress and hard days on the court or in the pool or whatever you're doing. So you got a passion for that. Like roll with it. Like start doing some stuff on your social with it. That's fun stuff. And it really makes it uniquely you. And and that this is where you really want to be in social. And like you said, this is 82% social media. So you're going on a social media. I really advise kids like get out and be the authentic you you want to be because the last thing I want to end up is is having to hold up this social media campaign for Trent Clark talking about the four things I don't even have any passion love for but oh well they're my sponsors so I got to talk about these subjects that I don't know so I sound silly I'm always worried about sounding dumb and then two I don't care about that's going to show up in my authenticity and my energy, right? Or, you know, how well am I going to promote that product if that's where I'm at? So 
your social should be an extension of you, the authentic you. And if people don't like the authentic you, then I wouldn't worry too much about them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the message too that, that you're talking about here too is, is finding that passion, but it's the building blocks for their futures as well. I mean, you know, this, this NIL and the things that we're talking about, the brands and just to be able to translate that into your future, because obviously, you know, you've, you've got a, a wonderful opportunity playing sports, but when that time is over, knowing that you went through some of these things and going through your passion and finding the right, the right ways to uh, promote yourself are definitely going to help you in the future. Yeah. And I think this is one of those things like learning to manage no is really important right now as when you get out of school, you're going to go out and put 30 resumes out there in the world. And guess what? You're going to get 29 no's. You know, like, like yeah. You're going to hear some no's. Like, this is the reality of the world. And I know that everybody's like, oh, the job market's never been better. The job market at entry level, low level labor, fast food is fine. That, that market is great. The specialty market, the educated, the high-skilled engineering, sales techs, those are tough jobs right now. Those are not easy jobs. And no matter what everybody's saying, that is not where the market's at today. So you're going to have to go compete just like you've done on the field. And so these skills you're learning now are going to give you a major edge in competing in the future. Yeah, no doubt. I'll, I'll tell you from most, uh, I've been in sales for many years. You get a lot of no's, but, but you do get yeses too. So it, this, yeah. this is good, uh, good preparation and practice for life. Any closing thoughts, Trent? Yeah, for me and these kids out there, and you know, I think my thought today is for the parents, Rob. I really want parents to come alongside their kids. There's a lot of uncertainty going into university. And, and if I've learned nothing since the pandemic, I have learned that parents need to be involved in the education of their kids all the way through. And education in your kids is not sitting in a class getting book smart. I mean, that is one part of it. But education is is how you're positioning yourself. Are you registered for where you want to be? Are you in the right programs? Are there other opportunities? What resources do you have? What's out there for you? And, and this is a real resource and opportunity out for any college athlete. And parents, what a, what a fun way to come alongside your kids and actually do something with your kids that will have impact in the world. I mean, you see how Taj is doing. You know, like, I think, and I don't know that Taj is involved with his mom or his dad, but like, man, I think that's pretty cool. What a, what a proud parent to know their son is out there doing something different. And if they've got a hand in helping him out in that, like, that's a real cool opportunity to come alongside your children and do something fun together and, and create impact in the world. And, you know, here's a kid, you know, putting out hundreds of pounds of food into the LA food bank market every week because of his talent and skill. And I just think that it doesn't get any better. Uh, absolutely. So uh, th this has been another great episode. And, you know, each week we try to come up with great topics and also special guests. I'm sure we'll be uh, these next couple episodes looking to uh, talk to some people actually on the branding side, uh, talking to some different people that are experts and advisors and the financial side of things. So uh, make sure you tune in each week uh, to NIL for you. Uh, Trent, it's always a pleasure, man. It's been great. Yeah, always good to see you, Rob. And uh, thank you for everybody coming along, joining us on NIL for you. Always a great time. Take care, everybody.